really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more, all about the world of rugby union. As always, I am your host, David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows the game on a global scale. And you know what? I'm hoping to hear from you. Yes, you. So if you can be bothered, it's easy to reach out. You can use Twitter at of Scrum. You can use Instagram at the Scrum of the Earth podcast. And you can always do things old school and drop me an email at the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. Well, I imagine it is once again rather obvious, but just in case, this is not our weekly installment, but is in fact yet another bonus episode. This time I'm sitting down once again with two of my favorite people in the rugby universe. They are, of course, John and Craig from the Scottish Rugby Podcast. This is the third time we, we all three have been together here, which I think makes us a, a cube of some kind. Are you feeling the exponential growth of our relationship at this point? <laughs> I mean, it can only accelerate from here. That's right. You know, just... <laughs> Um, before before long, we'll be aligned with you know when robots take over the world and you know the exponential growth of robotic uh, skills uh, is basically what we're doing, but in a rugby form. So yeah. <laughs> well, this you know this side of the the the, the um the pond or oh, this part of the throuple that we have um has already uh, <laughs> has already <laughs> Has already started to bow down to our South African overlords. So uh... yes, <laughs> <laughs> I congratulate you on being the first person to use the word "thruple" on this podcast, which seems shocking in a way too. Magnificent word, doesn't it? <laughs> Magnificent. I'm I'm here well, to shock and thrill and every. every <laughs> Well, all kidding aside for, you know, approximately three seconds, um, it is truly grand to have both of you back here to talk rugby. But before we do, I do want to quickly check in. John is all well in the kingdom of the sons of Anders. And Craig, how is the Pax Mansona? <laughs> yeah, things, things all good here. Yep. Checking on. Um, looking forward to getting, getting the international window out the road so that we can actually get our, our end of season break because it's felt like... I don't know, Craig, it's felt like, because of the Lions, it's felt like about 14 years since we last got a break from rugby. Yeah, yeah. Everything is everything is fine in Fife, as they would say, and it's uh, nice to actually be in Fife for a change and not be in, in uh, several different parts of the country. But uh, no, uh, everything's good. And uh, we're, um, uh, yeah, it's, it is, I think, um, I've, I've been lucky enough to have a break from uh, coaching for the last... Uh, last month so it's been nice oh. to just relax and, and 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 chill out a little bit more and then uh, they let you go well, huh yeah yeah they'd had enough of me um, so, uh, <laughs> they, they gave uh, you the old danny wilson yep, yeah they <laughs> <laughs> been lucky enough to, be, to have been stood down from my immediate effect <laughs> Well, uh, despite it feeling like it's been 14 straight years of rugby, there's still more coming this weekend. You guys are going to be going down to, to Chile, though it's just an A team. But you already, you must be, that, that sense of pride, you must be looking forward to, you know, hearing that national anthem being blared throughout this giant stadium. And, you know, when those first words come out, you just must be filled with pride, you know. God save our gracious. Oh, you guys, are, are you feeling those British tears welling up even as I speak? 
Apa yang bukan about parents, short or weak? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I wish it was even Kenton, to be honest. <laughs> that Baba's logo is probably my favorite in all of rugby, though. It's so great. Pretty special, and again, it's just it's just that way. Like it still it still retains. Like I know the. Like the argument around the British and Irish lines is it's a relic of a bygone era, amateur rugby and stuff. But the Babas continues to it's it's retained its value as a, mm-hmm. an amateur era thing where you know the invitational aspect of it, getting second rows who are about to retire, hit conversions, yeah, you know, basically no kicking allowed. <laughs> yeah, from from a no look behind the back conversion from a forward, uh, <laughs> all the way to massively beating the English. I'm here for the Barbarians. Oh, drinking all week as well. And then, as you say, beating England with 14 men. The yeah. first ever ever red card for the Barbarians. Congratulations, Will Stellan. Yep, the first ever red card for the Barbarians. It seems like they've been misnamed all this time then. Well, well yes, yes. Um, but I, I really loved, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll come on to Scottish rugby in due course, but I, I, I loved... I always love Eddie Jones' press conference afterwards, right? Oh, I didn't it's, see it. It's gold, but he's he's given it the what was his exact phrase was that's not that wasn't real England, mate. It's fine, that wasn't the real England, and it's like, yeah, but ten of your guys started in the last Six Nations game, yeah. against France, where you had to shot at the title. Ten of them, ten, ten. So yeah. yes, five of them weren't real England, mate, but actually, some of them were probably you know, improvements on previous incumbents or have, you know, supplanted other guys. That was a first team England squad. Let's, yeah. be, let's be frank about it. It was. And, Do- and, and Don, Brandt was, was, Don Brandt was supposed to be starting. It was just a last minute scratch too. So yeah. that probably would have been 11, right? Yeah. 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 And they got horsed. Yeah. By a team that had been out in the last all night, oh, all week, and probably were doing line out calls the morning of the game in the <laughs> hotel rooms. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Was it Flatman? David Flatman had said on on on, on the TV. He says, "Imagine getting um, pumped by fifty uh, by a by a scratch team that's been out and out drinking all uh, drinking all week and did their warm up in the car park." Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is it in a nutshell. That's awesome. That's, yeah, we love we love that. And you know, uh, Eddie Jones and the Barbarians have never got on. He has he has a horrendous record, and I always just every time I hear it, England and the Barbarians, I always just go back to the mag- magician, the unicorn himself, Finn Russell, and Greg Laidlaw, absolutely tearing Twickenham apart with the Barbarians. Uh, that was the day. Was it Randrado? Uh, was like just an absolute machine as well. Oh, yeah. and, and Chris Ashton, Chris, Chris, Chris Ashton scored twice as well. Yeah, you get and too big. Was... Uh, the big splashes, didn't it? Yeah, to I try and that. try and basically go. Well, you know, I want to get back in the England team. Remember, and then he came back from France because of yeah. it after it, because Eddie That's Jones right. told him he's going to play for England, and then didn't. Yeah, I Eddie, mean, are you okay? This isn't even in the script, but I just have to ask: Is Eddie Jones' hold slipping a little bit? Like England's performances have been falling off a little bit, incrementally, I'd say. And this one, I mean, I'm sure he had his usual spin. But he can't be feeling good about that. The, the RFU made a huge mistake when they... So they went down the route of... So obviously we, we base a lot of things. And actually it's interesting, Glasgow Warriors and the SRU talking about recruiting management and talking about it being out of cycle. 
mm. which in so in rugby, you know, as some of your listeners will know, we run in four-year cycles in international rugby towards World Cups. And England very early doors committed to Eddie Jones being yep. their, their coach for the Rugby World Cup next year. Now that is looking very yeah, it, foolish. It was, it was right after the review they they did they did this review that was supposed to be exhaustive and painful. I think after Six yep. Nations, and then they were like, you know what, you're fine. Yep, yep. And it was too late for them at that point, so they committed to it. And because also as well, he has a contract through to then. And part of the reason they've said it's okay, it's fine, is the RF you're broke. They are absolutely rooked for money. So they couldn't pay off Eddie Jones. And there's no way, let's be honest, knowing the type of guy Eddie Jones is, he's not going to step aside professionally and go, do you know what, mate? It's better that for English rugby, mate, it's better that somebody else uh, runs the show. Not a chance that's happened. So um, the signs have been there for quite a few years, but England are on a massive downward trajectory and it's down to mismanagement. Uh, from from Jones, the scary thing is they've got a very good team there. They've got a very good team there. Yeah, for certain. Um, and if it clicks, and do you know what, in that Rugby World Cup uh, three years ago, it almost clicked. Um, so they're they're not a million miles away. With a good coach, they could they could be world number yeah. one. I have this image of like Eddie Jones with his arm around Owen Farrell, and the two of them are on the bridge, and the ship is half sunk, and they haven't noticed yet. They too are, yeah. That they are, they they're symptomatic of, or 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 almost symbolic of the problems. Like the fact that one Farrell is going to go out and play outside another number ten, who is you know far better than him, and the only option England have at twelve, the, like the centres, they pick pick two trainees as they're listed as, <laughs> and uh, two thirteens, and Owen Farrell. So Owen Farrell will be playing twelve, mm-hmm. like for the tour um, and Marcus Smith doesn't need Owen Farrell outside him frankly he needs a second distributor who can actually play rugby mm. uh, as opposed to <laughs> uh, you know a yeah, very half-baked um, 12 um, so I, 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 but long may it continue because I love I love England absolutely urinating potential up against the wall it's fabulous <laughs> And to be honest, though, Marcus Smith, of all the signs we saw against the Barbarians, Marcus Smith looks better every time I see him. Like he, he every now and then he has an off night, but he was great. The, the vision he's got all around him. Yeah, but it does. It does. It does um, he, he's very dependent on who's got about him. You know, mm. it, it changed a huge amount when Danny Kerr came on, um, mm. and and actually having that half back pair, I think. Um, Randall was was good, but actually, I, I think it was who no, is it Alex? Is it Alex Mitchell? No, Alex, the guy at place for Northampton. Um, oh, actually, I. I think if they had the pairing of both um, Danny Kerr and I think it's Alex Mitchell. Um, Alex Mitchell. Anyway, um, I think if they had that pairing, I think you you would see England really quite quite live wire. The problem is is that Eddie Jones seems to. In my opinion, he's wanting to play the structured, really heavily structured game. Yeah. And unfortunately, when he then brings in a couple of members of the team who are not a structured game player, um, all of a sudden things start to fall to pieces. So um, look at yeah. look at the players who've fallen by the way of the Eddie Jones era, even going all the way back to like the guys like Danny Cipriani, uh, you know, uh, even guys like Alex Goods, Alex. 
you're probably the best fullback in the world, probably one of the best tens in the world at the time, yeah. but yeah. wasn't picked. Simmons doesn't get picked. Sam Simmons doesn't get picked. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's name after that. George Ford is now out the picture. Freddie Burns was a decent player, and he's out the picture. It was it's name after name after name, and it's because Cipriani. they don't. Yeah, it's they just don't play to. Basically, Eddie Jones's dream ten would be Dan Parks. He's not going to do anything, but he's just going to do exactly what you tell him. Badly, probably very very averagely, but. He's going to do exactly what you tell him. And that's yeah. all Eddie Jones wants. He's a, he's a dictator who just wants players to do exactly what he says. But what he says is was relevant 10 years ago. Hmm. So Marcus Smith will flourish under tutelage of, and you see him at Harlequins, he's, he's a magnificent player. He's a heads-up rugby player. Finn Russell's absolutely right. Finn Russell was born 10 years too early. Because you see guys like... like Smith, you see guys like, you know, uh, Intermark and guys like that in France just playing ball and it's magnificent and it's wonderful and it's exciting and then you've got the dinosaur coaches and this is, you know, it's where young coaches like Scott Robertson over in uh, New Zealand are so such a breath of fresh air because you've got these dinosaurs like Jones going, but, 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 but territory and and it's like, no, just let the boys play. That's a direct quote, by the way. That was an incredible impersonation. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It yeah, was yeah. like he was in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not accept his accusations. <laughs> Just because I'm bald, I am not going to accept this Eddie Jones comparison. All right, mate. <laughs> yes, That's right, Sonia. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Sonia, I disagree with that, mate. <laughs> Uh, I do want to ask, so last time we, sp- I mean, so both on this pod and your own pod, of course, we we don't need to go over the end of the year stuff with Edinburgh versus Glasgow and how you guys are feeling about the trajectories. Um, it was surprising to me that Danny Wilson got fired. And since then, people the speculation has been rife about who's going to come in. And then a lot of people were saying, Pete Horn, Pete Horn. And they did hire, am I right that they hired him as an assistant, but he's not yeah. officially the head coach? So that's... So where is Glasgow with that? Um, are, is it cause for optimism or is it, are you still in a wait and see mode? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait and see mode. Definitely. I think bringing Pete Horn back was. Do you think people are placing too much, you know, too much value on the Pete Horn thing? Like he, he coached for a hot second in the super. Uh, yeah. In the, I think I think he's got all the talent in the world, and I think he will be head coach of Glasgow. I think he'll be head coach of Scotland at some point. But okay. I think in term, terms of time served, maybe I don't. I just don't think he's necessarily got the experience yet. But that that's okay. Um, uh, I think it's a very it's very telling that they would bring a person who is very popular with the Glasgow fans for the most part, mm. uh, but a club, absolutely a club legend. It seems to be the way Glasgow are doing things just now. Of let's just get, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see DTH uh, Van der Merwe be a like, you know, a water carrier next year or something. <laughs> the way they're going, it's like let's roll out all the, the, the greatest hits and just like pull the wool over the fans' eyes. It's, we've still got all these club legends. No, no, it's it's fine. No, no, uh, well, like yeah, we haven't recruited, but it's okay. 
Well, Craig, you, you've done a lot of coaching in your life until you were, were recently stood down with extreme prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, so how much does that experience matter? If, if you're a Glasgow fan, do you want Pete Horn taking the reins or do you want him an assistant? So let's just, so let's just get this out of the way here first. I have not been stood down. I am on a break. <laughs> We are on a break. The, the prejudice was not extreme. <laughs> we were on a break. We were on a break. Um, I am. Uh, I start back preseason on the twenty eighth of, of July, but funnily enough, I'm on holiday that that week, so I don't know oh. how we're going to do that. But anyway, that's another. Of course, you are, mate. You tell yourself that. Of course, you are. Well, funnily enough, they started. They, they, they waited to announce when preseason was starting when I was on holiday until they found out I was on holiday. That's maybe what the problem is. The writing's know. on the wall, my friend. Read the it. The writing is on the wall. Um, <laughs> um yeah look the way it is is i I can you're pretty much going to see movement of uh when gregor townsend moves on you're going to see mike blair ascend Uh, mike blair will ascend and i I can guarantee you pete horn will go with mike blair as a skills coach for scotland so you'll probably see pete horn skills coach at glasgow mike blair will ascend Pete Horn will go with them, and then Pete Horn will come back and coach as as, as head coach for Scott for, for Glasgow, then go to Scotland. Uh, that that's yeah. kind of the, the the way it kind of tends to go. However, um, Pete Pete is one of the, the the most knowledgeable players on the circuit. He, he's 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 well known to be that. I think Glasgow are very very lucky to have him. Although there was nowhere else he was going to go and coach after Super Six. And he has been coaching for some time before he went to Super Six. Um, he was only just coaching because he was coaching part time because he was uh, while he was not playing. So he, he knows what he's doing, and he's done all these he's doing all these um, all these courses, etc. And he will be a, a fantastic coach. On the other side of it, Glasgow are currently a spiral of please the fans, please the fans at this point mm. in time. And yeah, and hundred percent. The problem I have is that you know being a being a salesperson that I am, that gives all the power away. And my concern is more about the 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 priest it's it's not so much um it's the precedent that they're setting so that um whoever comes on board next is he only going to get three months? And then the Glasgow fans are going to get upset again, and are, are they going to look at getting rid of him again? And that's that's my only concern. And that, and, and obviously John John will know more because John's a Glasgow fan, and he has to, you know, you know he knows far more than me. Excuse me while my phone goes off for some reason. Someone's phone. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, there are there's been a few. I know that there has been one person um, interviewed at least um, for the job. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, um, so My phone has not rung. Wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me either. I, I don't, I'm not going to announce that I'm leaving the Howe of Fife and uh, all of a sudden pop up at Glasgow. Um, but that's um, because it's easier to make a deal with them once you've been stood down. So I understand what you're going with this, dudes. <laughs> well, for the for the record, because you, you just mentioned being in sales, uh, I do want the listeners to know you do not sell mm-hmm. Hoovers. That is not true. Because I mean, those things sell themselves. Am I right? <laughs> David, you're walking, a, you're walking a very, very, very thin tightrope there, David. Sorry, oh. I've had that one in there, just loaded for a while now. You've just been waiting on it and waiting on it, and I'm yep. saying no more. All I will say is Hoover is a brand name. It's not the vacuum cleaner. That, it's a vacuum cleaner. Hoover's a brand name. Just get it right. 
but oh, so the, the other thing I wanted to um, touch back on, because and you all talked about it a lot on your own pod, of course, there were sort of succeeding announcements in a row about the Scottish women's team and this sort of increased investment. And they first made an announcement that was like, hey, look, we're going to throw this amount of money. And they tried to sort of make it look like, oh, isn't that a lot of money? But when you actually did the math, it's maybe not so much. And it was kind of a half-fast little addition. <laughs> uh, but since then, there have been at least one more, if not more than that, announcements. So uh, I know you were very cynical after the first announcement. Where are you feeling now about what they're doing? Um, maybe uh, I've got two hats on. The, 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 my side of, uh, I'll, I'll go with negative first. I'm, I'm always cynical. So I'll wait and see when it happens. Um, and once they announce it, if they announce it, and and you know now that they've told us, uh, hopefully they're on a path um, and a pathway towards it. And so I'll I'll hold my judgment until then. I am, however, excited about it. And um, the problem we have is that they're waiting until after the the World Cup. Oh, yep. So my concern, if I'm going to put on my um, my concern hat, is that if we do well at the World Cup and we qualify for ne the next World Cup, um, they'll put the money behind it. But if we don't do well at the World Cup and we don't get the money and we don't um, qualify for next the next World Cup through the process, will they put so much money behind oh. it? And that's, my only, that's my only concern. And that's me being very cynical. That's yeah, me, I had not thought of that, but being, it instantly made me go, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's John Anderson level of cynical. Um, so, uh, so we'll wait and see. Um, what <laughs> cynical? But I'm very Crazy. excited about it. I am very excited about it, and, oh. and, and thank goodness that um, I've never been so accurately me. insulted in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth hurts. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know the thing that bothered me about it was the way the announcements came out. Genuinely, yeah. see if they had released the second one first. And then said, and by the way, we are going to put this amount of money into the World Cup preparations. Everybody would have been like, ah, that's pretty good. All right, fair enough. Good. Far in. Yeah. Cool. That's a step in the right direction. Instead, they released the first one and we absolutely go to town on it. And then the next day, it's like sheepishly like, and we've also promised oh, what, all this money. What, 30, 30, 30 contracts. There was no mention of professional or full time. But 30 contracted, that's what they said. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so, uh, I mean, let's watch this space with that because they've got plenty, like, I spend a lot of my time looking at legislation and looking how best to interpret it for my purposes. Contracted is very different to professionally full-time contracted. Fair, fair. So let's see what they deliver. Well, I know all there is to know about the player game. And I'd like to play, <laughs> play a little bit of, of that with you guys today. Uh, you're both super fans of your clubs. You know the roster's up and down. So thing one is this. I'll start with you, John. When you look at the Glasgow roster as it stands right now, give me a player who, if he showed dramatic and unexpected and remarkable improvement, would provide the biggest lift for your team next year. In, in other words, this could be a player who's already very good. Maybe it's someone who you sort of expected more out of. But either way, one person who's, if their performance just went kaboom and shot out of the roof next year, it would make the biggest difference in Glasgow's performance as a team overall. 
Yeah, so, so there's a couple of players coming to mind immediately, but I'm going to I'm going to uh, pump for Murphy Walker at mm. tight head. Um, oh, I like that. I like that. Very, very new on the block. Couple of couple of professional games. Obviously, he's on the Scotland tour as well. He he looks a real, real prospect. Uh, Craig always gets really excited because he played both sides of the scrum against Edinburgh and looked equally comfortable um, to the point where most well, people hadn't even noticed they'd switched. Um, yeah. So that that's a great, great sign. Sorry to interrupt, but that's something I've noticed with, I don't know why, but just recently I've noticed with Georgian players, you get that, you get these guys who can play both sides, and it seems like Europeans don't end up doing that. Is that just the systems they've been brought up in, do you think? Uh, is it necessity? Like, how does that end up working? I, th- I, th- I, think, I, think, there's, I think you're absolutely right. So I think the reason Scotland are looking at it is necessity. I think with Georgia... It's probably uh, so. If you're able to competently play both sides of the scrum, like actually play both sides, you are such a valuable asset. So Georgian rugby, they don't have necessarily the infrastructure in their national game to uh, to fund players to the degree. You know, tight heads and loose head props have always been very well rewarded for their specialist skills. So the idea of a contract in France with one of the big teams where you're able to comfortably say to the coach, I will be your starting tight head, but I'm also your best loose head. That is a massive statement. And Georgian rugby have probably got it right that they can do that. But for me, Murphy Walker, and I'm going to say it predominantly as a tight head, I think Xander Fagerson has got away with murder this season. Uh, there is no competition for him. Um, and he is head and shoulders above everybody else at Glasgow. With the exception, I think Walker can really start pressure on him. I think he needs it. It's been a long season for him. But Craig's rightly identified, and I've never disagreed with him on this. I think Fagerson's performances, he is not the rampaging um, ball-carrying machine he was. His Mm. scrummaging has regressed significantly. He's back. He's in old habits, long legs, body position all off and moaning about every decision that, that goes ah. against him. And that's a... Ter- you know, when he's playing well, he doesn't do that. So mm. I think he just needs someone to come and put a bit of pressure on him and say, do you know what? Yeah, you're a British and Irish fan, mate, but I can be better than you, and I'm going to go and show you. And I think that would benefit Glasgow so much because Glasgow set-piece has been problematic this year. Um, so that, that's my show. Craig, same question to you. Who on the Edinburgh squad could, by you know, massively overperforming, change your team's fortunes for the better? Um, that's that's a difficult one because our our fortunes are changing, and and we've mm. had such a such a turnaround. Um, I th- I think um, one of the players has, uh, and, and we'll probably talk about the Scotland uh, the Scotland um, Chile game. Um, but Luke Crosby, I think, mm. will he's he's been injured. He's he's played well um, when he's been there, but he's he's been in the shadows of of um, uh, of Jamie Ritchie and also um, Hamish Watson. Mainly Jamie Ritchie because he plays mostly Jamie Ritchie's side at six. But Luke Crosby could come on and and, and really. I think I'm looking at it more as a mixture of his performance as a player, but also his performance as a leader. Okay, I um, like that. And so, you know, if you look at Grant Gilchrist... How old is he? How old is Luke Crosby? Oh, goodness. That's that's a question I don't know. Um, I, he must be, John will get tapping away. He'll get on it. Sure. But, 
Um, but him coming through, I think Cockers was on the right, um, was on the the right track when he made um, Magnus Bradbury captain. Now, John will laugh at this because Maggie absolutely threw it away by going out and getting absolutely smashed on a on a weekend and <laughs> and, and 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 just made us up made his him, face and made up yeah, just, just just ruined it. But I think he, he's. I think where Mike Blair's going to have, in my opinion, is is going to have to move is to to give younger blood leadership, and yep. you, you'll probably see Jamie Ritchie. I would reckon Jamie Ritchie coming through and captain the squad at some point. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Luke Crosby, I think, will do a very very good job as well. Also, we've got a big hole missing, which is the number eight, because um, with uh, with um, Maggie uh, Maggie's Bradbury leaving, so. We'll have to see where we're going to fill that gap. Um, whether it's going to be a new signing or whether Ben Moncaster is going to start playing a little bit. Of eight and... yeah, it's Ben. It's Ben Moncaster twice on a Sunday, mate. He is a uh, massive player for you. He, he really is, um, and and you know it's been proven because if you if you look at um, you know I would have bet money that Connor Boyle would have been on the Scotland trip this this <laughs> this summer, um, and and uh, Ben Moncaster has gone and and and, and Connor Boyle, Boyle hasn't. So, is that just because they think he's Irish because of his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Irish are just the Scots anyway, so it doesn't really matter. We can just, we just, no, to, to answer your previous us. though, Crosby's twenty-five, by the way. So he's oh, okay. he's, he's, still, he's he's just coming into those years where leadership leadership has come naturally to him as well. I I, I really like Luke Crosby. I think he's a great player. Uh, so abrasive, so abrasive, and just very. Um, he's the sort of player that you, uh, when you have him on your team, you love him, and when you are against him, you absolutely despise yeah. his guts. He's yeah, that yeah. sort of player. So, uh, but you know, he's a crack, cracking, cracking player. But for me, like the very fact that so, no matter what the contractual situation was with Magnus Bradbury, you know, big offer to go down south or whatever, I think Ben Muncaster's performances this year have pushed uh, Bradbury Bradbury out of the team anyway. I think he is so much better than Bradbury. And we've always talked about Bradbury's ceiling being, you know, the potential Magnus Bradbury. He has never quite reached it and he's been in and out of Scotland squads. I think mm. Muncaster could take the eight shirt and run me up for the next 10 years. Wow. Easily. The platonic form of the Muncaster. And that's, you know, you know I love Matt Fagerson to bits. But I think Muncaster's a better player. I think he will. He's got much more potential. I think he'll be, he'll be. He's got all the raw materials to be a massive player for Scotland. Yeah, because you know that that's where that's where, and I, I think, you know, if you're looking at, for example, um, uh, if you look at Grant Gilchrist, for example, Grant Gilchrist is a great second rower. He works. He, he's incredibly good line out operator. He's obviously a very good team leader. But if there's anything missing that I would say is missing from him is he's as he's he's strengthened the for and, and moving forward. Yep. So um I think that's where, for example, Sam Skinner, um uh, Ben Muncaster and um Luke Crosby will take Edinburgh forward with their back rowers. Um so it should be an interesting one. But yeah, and, and also what and, and, and that's the sort of thing, and now I'll say this, John, and, and, and I'm sure Glasgow fans will howl. Um, it's got nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with Matt Fagerson's size, but I actually think that's slightly missing from Matt Fagerson, as in he, he doesn't have a nasty edge. He's a he's 
he, yeah. he's a strong player. He's strong in contact, but he doesn't have that edge that, that I think Moncaster does have. I, do you know? I I know what you're I know what you're saying. Um, I think so. I think Matt Ferguson does have that. Um, it just doesn't nest. It's not. Uh, Matt Ferguson's a very clever player, right? And quite often with the the level of aggression and abrasiveness you see from players. Sometimes that boils over and you see it, you know, it has to be reined back in. Fagerson is very cute about how aggressive he is and it doesn't necessarily come across to the fans. Hmm. But I've, I've seen him at the bottom of rocks doing some nasty things. I've <laughs> saw him, uh, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not a clean player all the time, let's put it that way. He, he likes to get in and about the physical stuff and you're absolutely right, like, Maybe, maybe from a leadership perspective, what you need to see is actually, I want to see him absolutely smash somebody, skittle them out of the way, and, and then just you know, take four players with me and then smash a rock and you know, put somebody on, their, on their, their back or whatever. He does it in a much more cute way, but it is, it's still pretty aggressive. <laughs> well, that, that edge you're talking about too, it doesn't have to be tied inextricably to size too like when you look at somebody like oh, Ar- Artie Savia who's one of my favorite players like to, I always call him like the, the barbed wire barbed wire tumbleweed it's like <laughs> when he's rolling you don't want to even try to tackle him because you will be injured it's all all elbows and knees isn't it yeah that's just I don't know next, if you can next, even teach next time you watch just pain walking next time you watch Fagerson take watch his elbows okay hmm Oh, I listen, I, I, I've got no doubt. And, and Fagerson, I think last year was my was my pick for number eight, even though yeah. I, I was a fan of Bradbury. I just, for me, I just, um, I, I guess it's probably the fact that he gets overshadowed by his brother being in the middle of everything all the time. <laughs> yeah, every fight. Probably, yeah. Um, you know, Xander Ferguson yeah. would start a, start an argument in an empty house. You know, it's just uh, one of those situations. So, um, it, can you imagine be, growing up with that? Can you uh, imagine that's what I was thinking. That, no, that what, wee, no the wee brother of that. Oh my goodness! So that's why I think he's, he's <laughs> you got come home and he's the only one there, but there's already a big row. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> just shaking so, your head constantly, going, "No, that's my brother." So, so Matt, Matt, Matt's a wee bit stilted in his aggression because he's had to grow up with Xander. <laughs> well, I think that was a suitable, suitably convoluted question. And of course, that means I have to take the other side of the same thing. And um, switching sides, Craig, I'll start with you. Um, the opposite oh. of that coin is who is a player on Edinburgh who could massively hurt your team's chances by underperforming next year? Don't have to say it. You do. You've led me down that. You've led me down that path, yeah. David, and I'm, I, I don't want to say it. I don't. I can't. I like. I'm struggling to the even cu- see the, the, cu- the cult. Are, the cult will literally excommunicate him for this. I will. <laughs> uh, can you not just let John see it? He's going to okay, be. So, so, John, same question. Uh, so, I, I believe that what Craig actually thinks <laughs> is that there'll be a burning effigy of Craig after this. Uh, so, um, I think. If Blair Kinghorn goes into second season syndrome and has uh, some of the more... So Kinghorn's had a very good year at 10. There you go, I've said it, right? But there has been flashes, moments of inexperience. There's been moments of some of the skill set that a lot of people were concerned about when Blair Kinghorn moved to 10. 
around maybe some of the passing accuracies, some of the kicking uh, decision-making. I think Blake Kinghorn is a fabulous running 10 and causes all sorts of carnage. Um, but when asked to play structure, can be a wee bit uh, put out. And I think he's still he's still very inexperienced against bigger teams. And I think that he needs that. So second season, my biggest concern for him, Craig's biggest concern for him, would be that second season he doesn't necessarily get as many high points as he's had this year and some of those errors creep in as he starts to overplay. And that could very much hurt Edinburgh's chances. I, I think it's, it's, it's... I think the mechanism is there within Edinburgh that we can calm the ship. And can. we can try and take the pressure off him. Where, where my concerns with Blair are more based is that the pressure is too much on him and he beca- it's bad for him. Rather yep. than Edinburgh. Edinburgh, we can sign another 10. We can we can weather the storm. You know, Yako can come in and solidify and, and just make it as boring as he wants to make it, but he's he's there. <laughs> right? I don't I don't have a big problem with that. What I'm more worried about is is the pressure on Blair Blair Kinghorn as a player. Now everyone says he's a happy go lucky guy, takes criticism, he's really cool. Anyone that can wear that moustache, Craig, is going to be fine. Let's be honest. Well, if you, if you remember, I think the, th- the first podcast I went on to the, the first time I was on the Scottish rugby rugby uh, podcast was we, we mentioned a certain character from uh, a Steve Coogan thing uh, years ago and, and it, uh, it's a guy called Paul Calf who had a, 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 a the worst mullet you've ever seen in the moustache uh, that was when Kinghorn was rocking one wasn't yeah, he? Yeah he had the worst oh. mullet you've ever seen, thankfully he found a girlfriend and I think that sorted that out but um, I think where, where we are with Kinghorn is, and, and, and to cut a really long story short, is and get to a point at some point is, um, I'm worried about him. I'm worried about how he he deals with this year coming. Um, the fans will love him for last year, this the last season that we just had, and we'll give him the break. But I'm worried about the press. I'm worried about the other rugby pundits. I'm worried about other people around him and how he deals with that if he goes off the rails. I hope and I pray. He should just I... move to the United States where there's literally no coverage and he'll never hear any <laughs> yeah. pundits whatsoever talking about well, anything. It works well, for Google Price. So. It did, yeah. Well, it's interesting to do the comparison, right? So I'll put it really... I, I agree with you, Craig. I think, I think the rugby press in this country and um, in the UK in general can be very, very cruel. Look at the interview Finn Russell done in the Times, literally saying, the way the press criticised me, I just don't want to play. I don't actually want to play rugby. I don't want to try things. I don't want to do things because I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Yep. And if that's one of our, probably our best player, well, I'm going to, going to put it out there, Finn Russell, probably the most influential player we've had in the hard professional agree. era. That is a big yep. hard agree for me. Then if he's saying that, he is, he is so good almost untouchable for years, and the press are slaughtering him, and he's feeling that, then Blair Kinghorn will feel that. And, of course, if that comes down on him, you know, I've, I've criticised him and I've taken the piss out of him and stuff, but I, I will be behind him if that's the case because I don't like when that happens. It's not good. Well, obviously, I'm set up to ask the, the opposite question for John. But so, Craig, do you want to reverse roles here and answer the question for John? Try, and, try say, and guess what's in this mad mind of mine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which, uh, which 
Glasgow player by underperforming could submarine their season right from the start. Well, funnily enough, it's going to be the same position. It's Ross, Ross Thompson. Um, interesting. This is this is the year for Ross Thompson this season coming up um, because a he's got to prove himself to whomever comes in who the new coach is that he that he is the wonder kid that everyone has been talking about. Glasgow Warriors fans have been talking about Ross Thompson for the last three years and how this fantastic player is coming along and he's had a poor season last season. Now it's a mixture of not getting enough game time uh, pressures having you know in John's eyes having a bad coach you know all these different things right okay right. um but I think what he needs to he's he's last season I can give him last season in my mind because he's still a young lad he's still learning his trade and we can say look you've had a bad season because of many different things but this this next season coming through he's going to have Pete Horn coaching him at skills coach he's going to have um uh, a new coach coming in that's going to write, you know, hopefully write the ship. He's going to have all the back, uh, all the Glasgow Warriors fans having his back and saying he needs his game time. There you go, go on and play. Um, if he does not perform this year, it, this it's a big question mark over over Glasgow. He's one of those players who it's it's very strange where I just never notice him. I'm never like, oh, he's really screwing up, or wow, he's really good. You get through a whole game. And maybe it's a win, maybe it's a loss. And I never think he's had anything to do with it, though obviously he's integral to the whole thing. Somehow he just, he's like in this weird invisible spot on my radar where I just never have any opinion about him. Which is interesting given that the number 10 position it, it has been pivotal for so many years, particularly right. for, for Glasgow Rugby, having you know Finn Russell and then Adam Hastings at the helm both of whom would, you would never, ever describe them of not, as not being anything but the centre of attention. Hastings, I would argue Hastings more than Russell in a lot of ways. R- Russell was phenomenal and very exciting and done lots of crazy things with ball. But Hastings always demanded the ball and wanted it. And you saw when Hastings won the, was on the ball, things happened. He broke tackles, he would he'd go past people. Yes, he would make mistakes. He's a young fly half. Who doesn't make mistakes? But Hastings demanded the attention and loved it. Uh, and you don't see that with Thompson. I think where Thompson beats both of them, his, kick, his kicking game, particularly from the tee, he is one of the best goal kickers I've seen come out of the, the, the youth game in a long time. I mean, he's, you know, he's like mid-90s for percentages. He is phenomenal. And he does have a decent... He's got a good range of passing. Coaches have described him. He's, he's got that running game as well. I just think, yeah, I think coaching-wise, the game plan we've had this year kind of stifled that a wee bit. And I agree. I think he could have a, a he could have a massive season next year, or he could be, you know, the next guy to fall off the the conveyor belt of tens that haven't quite made it. And uh, it's crucial for his career prospects to have a good year next year. Um, well, it, it sounds like you might have had a different player in mind, though, while I, did, I did was actually, for yeah. you. I'm I, very I, curious I, I, to, to I get inside actually, the mind yeah. there. So, uh, what the, the, for me, um, actually, it's, it's a step inside. Um, Ali Price. Oh. Ali Price. Ali Price with a bad season next year. Ali Price. Uh, Ali Price is the senior player in that back line now. Mm. He is, he's the controller. He is the game plan. And if Ali Price goes off the boil, 
because of the way Glasgow have managed their scrum halves over the last couple of years, an over-reliance on Ali Price, if you will, then George Horn's coming back in. You know, he's obviously on the tour just now. He's, he's fit now. I reckon George Horn... Let, let us not forget that George Horn had almost surpassed Ali Price before the Lions tour. You know, George Horn was was probably <coughs> in most people's eyes a better player than Ali Price a year before the Lions tour. Uh, but through mismanagement and injuries has, has fallen right away. Jamie Dobby, again, probably not at the game time he needs and is not really in a position to... I wouldn't... You know, if you're going up against the big teams, right, you're wanting to be competitive, which both teams clearly want to be. You're going up against the big teams and you don't have Ali Price starting at night. You would be concerned about that and you would say that's a drop-off and that's what will happen if Ali Price falls off a cliff quite quickly or isn't playing to potential. I think there is a drop-off to the other scrum halves. Now, that's not saying George Horn doesn't come in this, this coming year, hit the ground running and be the George Horn the who I've talked in many podcasts about George Horn and saying he's the best thing since sliced bread. But he's not young either. And that's it's time for him to really, you know, either grab that shot or get off. That's that's kind of where he's at now. So it's it's difficult, but yeah, Ali Price for me would be, but I agree with Thompson as well. I think lots of Glasgow players are a lot of bother if they don't have a good season. Well, I so there was a famous quote once about uh great composers don't borrow from other composers, they outright steal. So what I'm gonna yeah. do is is outright steal the game that John invented for your own podcast, where you did this thing where you're sort of uh it, it's the swapping players. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, it was hysterical on the pod. It was really great. Um, I think in, in a way, John, you sort of sprung it on them. And so the, the, I bet you anything that you all have been chewing on this since then. Like, did I say the right person? What, what, <laughs> if I had more time, could, would, I, would I have done differently? Also, uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you were all kind of nice about it. And uh, I hope you don't feel yeah. that obligation here. Uh, <laughs> In other words, I don't want you to swap a, a, a pretty good player for a great player. I want you to take the opponent's best player and saddle them with somebody you'd love to be happy to see the back of. Uh. <laughs> so, Craig, this is obviously a great chance for you to uh, steal directly from the Glasgow Warriors and add to your own team, add to Glasgow's humiliation that's been mounting over the last couple of months. Sorry. <laughs> who, who are you going to steal and then who are you going to saddle them with next year? Oh, it's a straight swap. John knows exactly what I'm about to say. Here we go. Um, and it's uh, I, I will quite happily. I'll take two either either two players for one player. I don't you can mind have pri- pri- price or horn or Dobby, whatever you want. That's it. I'll have horn, please, and you can have Henry Purgos. Right. In fact, I'll drive to Edinburgh, pick Henry Purgos up, and drive him <laughs> to Glasgow. You're at the drive him to the airport level with Purgos right now. I think he's a. <laughs> Kuri Henry is not is not well liked. He is well. The thing is, funnily enough, um, the, the the Edinburgh Nicola from the Edinburgh yeah, yeah. fans. She loves the, him. She loves Henry Burgos. And don't get me wrong, he's he's be, he seems to be a good leader, and and he works well for the team, and everyone likes him within the team, and I don't have a problem with that. And he has shown um, this season that he can speed up, and he's scored a couple of sniping tries, so. You know, I, I, he's not. So he's obviously been very much game plan 
dependent when Cockers was involved. But unfortunately, the way Cockers played him just just threw it for me. And I find it very difficult when I see when we're in the red zone, we're in the 22, and we're just and, and the only way you're going to get through a, a strong defense in the 22, apart from busting it down with your forwards, is by using quick ball to um to uh Fox the defence into creating mm. some space so you can get through and unfortunately I find that Henry can be quick at certain times but when it gets to that point when we're in the 22 and we're busting the door down and we've got you're having three or four phases with the forwards he then encourages another couple of phases with the forwards and it's like <laughs> no Henry get the ball out move the ball you've got phenomenal backs out there I remember Duhan van der Merwe used to stand on the wing with his hands up in the air as if going, why? <laughs> and Henry Pergos is still looking at the ball. To be fair, and, Doohan and... looked really good doing it, though. Oh, well, yeah, because he's flexing his guns as he's doing Yeah, I think like, that's really what he's Whoa. doing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you, if My you, hair hasn't moved all game. Are you looking at this? <laughs> if, you watch the, if you watch the Lions the, the, the Lions documentary that's been on for the last... We've had two episodes of it over here. Um, oh. And how... Uh, I've got to say, Duan van der Merwe looks like he's adopted. Because <laughs> if you if you see the rest of his family, because if you see his brother, really, yeah, his brother is the is the hooker for sale sharks, and he's a he, he's he's a phenomenal hooker. Um, but they call him the warthog. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know they were related. Acker van der Merwe is his. Brother. I had no idea because there's so many van der Merwe's. I had no idea they were related. And if you look at Acker van der Merwe, who is probably what um, knocking on the door five eight. Yeah, um, and then you look at Dewey, who's six five, six six. You know, and yeah. then if you look at the, the whole family together, he's definitely he's been adopted. There's something somehow wow. there's, wow. something's happened. There's been an experiment. There's, a, there's that, yeah. And do you know what? The other thing is clearly Dewey got whatever genetic good looks, or you know, like test tube good looks, or whatever whatever route they went round. Yeah, I mean, the guy looks like Johnny Bravo, and let's be honest, Acker, for all the love in the world. He's not going to get himself a Nickelodeon show, is he? He's no, aptly tell, named. He's aptly I'll, nicknamed, I guess. I'll tell you what. I'll, I would stand next to Duhan van der Merwe and he would make me look good. That's how he <laughs> But anyway. That's called, we have, that's called cheerleader effect, Craig. It definitely is. Jeez, oh, I'd stand next. Him and Ross Ford, I'd stand next to on a regular oh, basis so and it would just make me look so fantastic. Anyway. Um, it would make you look a six out of ten, bro. <laughs> oh, how Shot, shots fired. You know, John doesn't even stab me in the back, he stabs me right in the front. He can see every single time. That's how you love it. That's you how you make sure it. you're watching first and then take Yeah, boom, straight there. But anyway, your uh, eyes. Yes, Glasgow can have Henry Burgos back. Thank you very much. And I'll take either George Horn or Jamie Dolby, whatever you want That's to go. Very, very, you know, dear. Okay, John, it's your chance for some swift vengeance here. Absolutely. So I think Craig knows who's going to get sent to pur- <laughs> no. sent to sent to purgatory. Um, Wait, is it purgatory? Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to return someone to purgatory. Um, so um, the yeah, and actually, do you know what? He is out of contract, so there's every possibility this may happen. But um, I think it's about time that Ryan Wilson went across the road there, mate, and went over to Edinburgh. And went and spent a bit of time with <laughs> with Edinburgh fans because I think I think he's gotten really like Craig. He's a great club player and <laughs> he's a great leader. And uh, you know, 
all the bants. Imagine all the bants she could have. So I think I think Ryan Wilson needs to. Go I, I wish the listeners him. could see this right now because Craig is laughing so hard. I'm not sure if he's laughing or crying right now. <laughs> I think it's more of a cry. <laughs> and then you know what? Really, I I I probably do like a lottery for whatever Edinburgh back row I wanted at that point. If I was doing like for like, really, I would take Perfelli, uh and take him over because uh, you know it'd be great to have a winger uh, a as well. Uh, he's very good, the boss. Um, but I think purely on the idea of having him and Rory Darch in the same back row, ah, I would love Ben Muncaster. So uh-huh. I, I, I will take Muncaster, you can have Ryan Wilson. And I think that is a beautiful swap. And if the SRU are watching, well, <laughs> it's for the best. It's for the best. We could manage his game time beautifully. Edinburgh will just not play him. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. His penalty count will just, the, the Edinburgh penalty count will just go up overnight. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. this lovely game that you invented. Re- re- radioactive. To- I, I want to do the typical American thing and take a, a beautiful idea that already exists and just stick prefixes like ultra or mega and insert it. <laughs> ahead of super. it <laughs> super mega um so the super <laughs> mega version of this game of course would be you're not just pilfering from each other's clubs you now have a chance to make your own club better by adding anyone in the world any player oh. anywhere you know it could be andre esterhausen it could be cheslin Colbe. it could be one of the barrett brothers you know it, it could be stephen kitsoff um, John, who could Glasgow pilfer from the world of rugby and instantly become a better team? Finn Russell. <laughs> I love that. That is the best possible answer. No, no, just, I mean, I would take Bowden Barrett at Bush, but mm. Finn, Finn Russell. Bowden's um, back at 10 and he's looking very good. I mean, Bowden just looks magnificent wherever he plays. He is a baller. He is such a good player. And you know what? All this, the fact the All Blacks are even having to debate where he plays is an example of the ridiculous talent they have. Um, but yeah, Bowden, Bowden would be actually, do you know what? I say Bowden. I would probably take Jordy over Bowden yeah. for Glasgow. Wow. Because I've only it, co- recently come to admit that Jordy's good. Like it took me a long time. I don't know why I had this intense. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy has a, he's I think really good. He has a magnificent game that would suit the Northern Hemisphere as well. Because mm. um, he's such a, he's obviously a massive big lad. Six, yeah, yeah, he's bigger than he's you six think. five. He's got a huge cannon of a boot on him. Runs yeah. beautiful. I, I, I think, I think he would be, he would be really good, but. Ultimately, like there's no better ten in the world for me than Finn Russell. I would okay. take him back, back to heartbeat. If you could erase everything that happened with the SRU and everything that happened with Glasgow and everything that happened in the last three, four years with Scottish rugby, and you could bring Finn Russell, age twenty-three, back to Glasgow, all the better. Craig, are you taking Sia Khaleesi? Who do you got? We don't. We've got our own world class back rows. We don't need Sia <laughs> and, to, and to be brutally honest, Sia Khaleesi is a phenomenal player and a phenomenal leader, but he's not the best back row in the world. So he's not. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't. You know. Um, oh goodness. Because um, I don't really want. I, I, 
I'd love to take kits off because I just love kits off. Um, anyone that looks like he's from he's from Scotland but speaks in a South African accent. <laughs> um, the, the ginger fire hydrant I've been calling him for years. Yeah, now. absolutely. But uh, but he's but we've got our own version uh, in Schumann because he's a he's a loose head as well, if I remember correctly. So mm. um, uh, we could do with a tight before a tight every head. match. Stephen Kitsoff is he always has like the hands of two kids who have to come out onto the field with him, and I always just wonder what those kids' hands feel like when they're done. <laughs> 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 um so I've, I've got i've got two and i have to make a decision between the two because i'd take tag for long um because we're needing oh. a tight head we're needing a tight head um and we could really do a tight head but on the other side of things um i think uh oh goodness what could i what could i do what could i do what could, what could you do because if well, there's, there's there's two people in mind in the backs, and then you know I'd love a Rand 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 no, it's the other one. Um, anyway, don't worry about it. And, and if it's got a guy on it, it goes rada 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 rada. But I, I think Damien Pinot is just absolutely. Damien that all. That's a good show. just like watching him. You know, watching him playing for France. Someone who is so nonchalant. Mm-hmm. So, like when he runs, he looks like he's doing. At, like a mile, you know, half a mile an hour, a mile an hour, uh, but but managed on the weekend to turn around and chase down Johnny May, looking right. like he was doing a mile an hour. He just yeah, he, yeah like he's waiting to warm up. Yeah, you, you kick a ball to him, a, a, a cross kick ball, you can pluck it out of the air and and score a try with at, at ease. Um, but I think it would have. I think looking at our team, the way that built, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go with Pino because I think we're at that point. I love where that. We're, we're, we could do with a little bit is, of that. Is he, is he like for like for Moyano then? Does he just come straight in for Moyano? Well, you see, we've got Wes Goosen coming. Um, mm. And I've yeah. yet to see. But but if I looked at the two of them, I would go with Pino. And he, and he would be uh, just... Oh. I, just I, as I, expect, I expected one of you to pick a French player, but I definitely thought it was going to be Antimac. Yeah, Interbike's magnificent, but Finn Russell's better. I, I, well, that's that's the thing. I think actually Intermac. If you look at Intermac, and you again, Inter, it's like every ten that I can think of. The apart from maybe Bowden Barrett, Dan Carter, they need someone to play beside them. Okay, it's it's about the positions around them. Yeah, so you need yeah. you need your nine, you need your twelve. Well, well we we've seen Entomac doesn't always need somebody around him. He can just take it from inside his own truck. Yeah, well that's it. Yeah, well, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna that. score. But he Entomac has been made to look far better because he has um he has it's DuPont true. DuPont giving him the ball. Um, I do speculate uh, that they're the best nine ten combo and together it's you know the old uh the, the total is more than the sum of the parts kind of thing. Yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. And not to take away anything from either of them because they're both top, top tier, but together somehow there's an extra magical layer you get out of them kind of. The thing is, I've, so I've got, 
I think sure. that it's actually the French back row that make them look magnificent. Let's let's be very honest yeah, yeah, about it. Yeah, the yeah. the back row are what they give that French look at the rock speed that the French back row generate for yep. Dupont. Without that, you know, no nine or ten in the world. Yes, there's t- nines and tens who are better under back football and, and deal with it. But ultimately Dupont and uh, Intermat don't have to worry about that. That ball hmm. comes back and it's three seconds, four seconds, boom, 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 boom. And you build that pressure over and over. And they've got all the decision-making in the world. They can do anything they want with that ball. And they've got all the time in the world to do it as well. That's why it looks so nonchalant. It looks so beautiful. It's the guys, the, the three the three back rows and the, you know, the guys hitting the rucks in front of them, that forward pack that are doing the hard work for them. And they just get to ride an armchair. With that mm. one, it's brilliant. So give credit where it's due. They are great players, magnificent players. I think this is where world rugby actually we always make such a mess of player of the year. Oh. That, because we give it to the backs that do the spectacular nonsense and you know, oh look at the look pass under the under my legs between you know nutmegging people. When actually that's all happened because some second row has just went utterly destroyed three players that are up against all odds and they do the hard work so credit did you just due. did you just say nutmegging people oh you gotta love yes. a nutmeg yeah I've, I've never heard that phrase before Nut, i mean i'm, I'm, nutmeg, I'm intrigued so, by that so nutmeg uh, to give an example of nutmeg uh is finn russell against munster where he dribbles the ball through the opponent's legs so if you directly put the ball between the opponent's legs um without them without them being able to close their legs and stop the ball, that is called a nutmeg. Wow. <laughs> it's very, very common in football in Scotland. You love a nutmeg. And the yeah, rule is, if you, not, if you nutmeg somebody three times, you get to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is no more embarrassing feat in Scottish rugby, uh, Scottish football, in uh, or Scottish soccer, as your listeners will, of course, know it. Uh, in school grounds, play. I, I, I pray that my listeners friends. don't actually pay attention to soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're not big. Look it up. It's great. That's, that's fantastic. Um, moving away from this lovely game, which it went even better than I thought, uh, I do have, a, we've already sort of, you know, the URC is wrapped up. It's all done. It's in cotton and on the shelf and waiting for next year. But I am curious. To me, Italy, in my experience of watching, for the first time, legitimately showed some some new things, showed some real signs of hope. Um, not, not a lot, but, you know, optimism springs eternal. Um, do you believe in the Italian Renaissance? Do either of you fear that the Haggis Cannoli Cup, as I've been calling it, is going to go anywhere besides Scotland next year? No. No, not at all. It's not. And the simple reason is that um, Italian rugby is is starting to develop and they are starting to produce players. Italian rugby is in a position that Scottish rugby was in in the mid-noughties where it was individual players who are creating um, moments of brilliance that are dragging them back into games in spite of the, the structures and the organisation around them. Italian rugby are not, they're not a professional outfit, really. Now, the plus point is Italy have more registered players than ever before. 
they have they're developing a wee bit of kind of momentum in the younger um age grade rugby obviously they're, they're great win against wales in six nations but they are still in a position where so things don't change overnight mm. in professional rugby and i think we can safely say i don't I, so scottish rugby scotland should never be fearing playing we've got Italy in the six nations uh murrayfield this year I'll, I'll again. I'll predict that should be a fifty-point win for Scotland, wow. even now, because Italian rugby is not in a position where they're competitive at an international stage. Benetton are doing really well at URC, but that's because of individual players, and they are not able to translate that to the international stage. They're quite. They can be quite a stuffy team to play against as well, despite the fact they can play lovely free-flowing rugby, but they almost drag you down to their mm. level, and they've got some. Decent second rows and decent back rows who just really make it a fight for you. I don't see them as being anything more than a stuffy Cardiff Blues team from five years ago. Well, Craig Zebre of all teams gave your own team. I think you were there. That was a scary, scary <laughs> day. Uh, you know, there was a good 10 minutes late in the game when it was like, oh, oh, this is happening. Zebre is getting a win here. Yeah, I, I'm slightly different to John. Um, I, I'm slightly more um, excited is the wrong word, but I, I, count, I count Italy as a little bit stronger than, than, than people are saying. Hmm. Um, I think the, their youth system is starting to produce the players that we're expecting. I think it's time people stopped ignoring them, at least, if yeah, nothing else. Yeah, and expecting a win every time they go to an Italian team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether, whether I think you need to prepare and be very serious. Yeah, very much so. And, 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 and when John says individual players, yes, two, three years ago, that was that was the way it seemed to play out. But if you look at, for example, Benetton, Benetton are a ferocious team to play. Um, mm. They have a very, very strong pack. Um, they, they will, you know, they will play. In, when he says they, they drag you down to their level, they do. They grind out. Um, they, they slow your ball down. They, they and whether it's hands in the rock or whether it's uh, you know they just have a have a way of slowing your ball down, and then they can play some lovely rugby and and, and they can produce some good scores. Where, where and Zebri, I think, are the same, and they're coming along. Their forward pack is incredibly strong. Mm. Where both the Italian teams have a problem and where they they let themselves down um, is is their fitness. And their okay. Um, and that's where you seem to see them just tail off. Is, um, is that, you know, <laughs> the Italian organizing body or is that just coaches? I, I, it could just be, it could be anything from, from the, the governing body to culture to mm. whatever, but their fitness level and their, and their conditioning, they, you can guarantee they'll start making horrendous mistakes about 60 minutes. Yeah, and 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 that's where. Sorry, John, you're you're back now. We were we were talking about Glasgow just now. <laughs> oh, oh my word! And that was my man, 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 here. Woo. Oh, that stings. 
Um, I mean, the truth hurts, but ouch. <laughs> not true, not true. Just no, I know so, you were talking it, about Italian. It, it, it was hanging over. It was hanging over the plate. I just had to take a swing. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, no, I would have been disappointed in you had you not. That's exactly. A, it's a good. It's a good. There story. are certain obligations you have in a position like mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes well, up like that, when Craig sets it up for you on a plate, you've yeah, got yeah. to. You can't. You can't watch the cream puffs go by. No, no, of course. I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to let other people take shots. Ago, in fact, I think the last, the, the last time we, we talked on the pod, uh, the, the, the Scottish rugby pod, I just sat back and let Johnny and John just go for it, and Ian Hay was there as well. They just all oh. went for Glasgow. I didn't need to see anything. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, to, but, to be uh, fair, so, some of us were more um, vocal about things than others. <laughs> all I did was I just sat in the background, Cami and I just. <laughs> <laughs> my plan has come together. I started to put on my moustache. <laughs> I've literally executed a plan better than Blair Kinghorn ever has. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, as I say, I think I think Italian. Italian I actually, I'll tell you one thing. I and 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 Zebri, okay, fair enough. Zebri at the moment, yes, we. We chose a great time to have a really bad game, and that was against Zebri, but we still won it. Um, yep. the, the issue you have with Bennett, and then what I fear about Bennett is that Bennett, if you have a bad game up against Bennett, and they will win it and they will spank you. Um, you know, if you know, and that it's even good, it's going to get worse because Callum McCray's moving from uh, move from Edinburgh, um, our defense coach is moving from Edinburgh to Bennett, um, and he. He will show up their defence, and I can guarantee that. You know, if you look at the performance of our defence, fairly, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. It, 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 it must, it must be something wrong with my camera because it appears that there's sunshine where Craig is right now. Is that possible? It is absolutely beautiful. We're 20, 22 degrees here today, and a little bit of wind, although the wind's died down. And I am at, I'm sitting in shorts and a t-shirt. It's been beautiful today. Nice Dang. and Wow. So it's our uh, one day. Uh, it's the one day we have. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we probably we, write we, it down, right? We affectionately call it summer. Yeah, yeah. June twenty first through twenty third. Yeah, yeah. June, June, June is our summer. That's it. <laughs> so I may be wrong about this. I, I thought that we three had discussed and sort of fundamentally agreed that both Finn Russell and Stuart Hogg should definitely have well well deserved rests this summer. But yes. then when they were left off the roster, uh, I, I got the feeling that, well, maybe it was the rest of the selection. It seemed like y'all were not necessarily happy with that decision. Was it, was it not necessarily them, but other people like Chris Harris being left off or people who were, you know, included? Who, like, where are you at with the, uh, the summer squad? No, I, I, th- I think, so I think, no, absolutely. Um, I'm delighted Finn Russell and Stuart Hogg have summer off. Um, for me, it was absolutely a case that um, the more players that we could get, getting some rest time. Now, the guys who are Scotland-based have obviously been included. And the understanding would be the SRU have control over their game time through the season. So you would expect to see, I, I would presume, and... Um, you know, Craig will probably agree with this, but Edinburgh Rugby are probably not going to see much of Hamish Watson next season, and Glasgow will not see much of Xander or Ali Price next season, um, because it will be they'll be game managed within an inch of their lives next year. The guys who are abroad don't have that luxury, 
Um, so it makes perfect sense. Finn Russell, Stuart Hogg. Don't understand. Well, obviously, Chris Harris is rested as well. I don't understand uh, Van der Merwe and uh, Rory Sutherland unless there's an agreement in place with Worcester, which there might be because there was rumours of the SRU investing in Worcester previously. So I wonder if there's been a wee conversation has taken well, place to say... Duhan missed some time, though, that he could have been playing because of a card, right? So uh, Yeah, it's a couple I, I, I'm kind of itching to see him back in the squad. I feel like he, he's been absent for too long. He played all the games at the end of the season, though, didn't he? Yeah, at, at, yeah, at Worcester. Yeah, at Worcester. I think, I think, I think Dewey's had... I don't think Dewey's had as hard a time no, um, I think that one of the I think Ali Price. I don't know why should, Ali Price should, is gone. Should have the summer off for sure. Yeah, and Xander as well. Yep, agreed. Um, I don't understand why Xander's gone. Um, uh, so really, I, I think, and also, mind you, I, I was slightly different. My thoughts were slightly different to the guys in the pod, though. I was very much. I would have rather we just sent a young team. Aye. Um, and said to them, on you go. Now, okay, fair enough, if you look at 80 minutes, Schumann, you know, he's he's gone off on the on the tour, and it's it's great for him to, because he's a new cap, um, it's good for him to, to kind of get the feeling um, of being a Scotland player and, and going on, on, on a tour with Scotland, but um, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of players in there. I think, I think more of us were kind of disgruntled because there were players going that we, we really felt shouldn't um, okay rather than the, fa- the fact that there was anybody left out yeah even guys who've had a long season like notwithstanding the lions guys who didn't win a lions tour but have played you know for glasgow and edinburgh right the way through played european cup rugby played challenge cup rugby played six nations rugby and are now going to go on a summer tour. All it's doing for me is, and this is where the disconnect between the national, obviously we know the club game is designed to feed the national game. It's what pays the bills. But it's a bit frustrating for me that we might find that the start of the season comes about and actually guys are getting extended breaks because they've been away in a summer tour. They're getting extended breaks because they played all last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or they're having to be game managed during the season. And that's really frustrating because ultimately one of the biggest selling points of the URC was that there would be more time available for the best players to be available. Yeah, zero conflicts with the international windows. Exactly. But there is always conflicts when you, when the union own the players, there's always conflicts because there's the two weeks before the tournament, there's the two weeks after, there's the three weeks after, there's the rest periods, there's this, there's that. There's World Cup camps it's, it's a difficult year, and I just think, I agree with Craig, like, if we'd thrown a young team out there, I don't think necessarily the smartest move for Argentina, but I think we could have put together a pretty experienced team without necessarily utilising some of the guys that we have sent. Do you feel like you have any idea what to expect out of this Argentinian side? Like, they, they haven't played together in, in so long that at one point their own union was basically like, y'all should go look for other jobs because <clears throat> we don't have any. So, yeah. but now they're back. I mean, I have no idea what that squad's going to look like or how competitive they're going to be. Uh, are they the team that, that shocked the All Blacks? I mean, was that two years ago now? It's such yeah, a haze. Yeah. 
or are they just a, a brand new bunch of people who've just been in a camp for two weeks? The, I think you have to watch out for the South Africa effect. Mm. Um, the 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 Argentinian the Argentinian um, rugby uh, federation or whatever they want to call themselves, they have basically said to all their players who are professional players, go and find a job somewhere else. That has opened them up to a whole world of rugby. And you've got Michael Checker coming along who, no matter how many how many things you can throw at Michael Checker, um, he's he's a knowledgeable guy. Um, and he can bring the, those that's those those players together. Um, and he can put a, a team together that could surprise us all. Um, you just need to look at Buffelli and how how well Buffelli's been playing. If 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 the Argentinian group can include players that the only the only question mark, for example, Creevy's been called up, and yeah, you know, if I've if I've I'm fed up of watching him walk around a pitch at, uh, at London <laughs> Irish, you know. Um, so <laughs> is he going to do exactly the same thing? If he's going to do exactly the same thing, he's going to have his hands full. But I still um, think his best role was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Asps, <laughs> very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> but, but I we'll have to see. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I, I think, but what, in my opinion, and and Scotland fans maybe uh, totally disagree with me on this one. But this was a, this is a get out of jail free tour. This mm. is a tour. Where yeah, you yeah. Put all your young players in. If you win, yeah. you win, and and you are going to win against us against um, Argentina because Argentina are all sixes and sevens. If you get if you lose against Argentina, that was a young squad that went out to Argentina, sure. and and, exactly. and and they're you know and and we sh- and I, I just feel we've missed the mark a little bit. Hamish Watson shouldn't be going out there. We should have sent we should have sent Connor Boyle, you know, um, just little bits and pieces like that. Should it? Well, Craig, my fr- my friend, you serve that one up right again, right over the plate there, because <laughs> it, it feels like, like you just said, you have a win-win summer ahead of you. Um, it's a chance to see some new players, uncapped players, see how they handle the spotlight. But again, if they fall short, that that's okay. Um, things are already optimistic in Edinburgh. Um, the biggest problem in Glasgow was the coach. And now that's at least out of the way, even if we don't know what the next you know piece is, that's going to fall in there. I hate to use the word. Is there optimism in Scotland right now? Uh, I, I don't want to use the H word. Do no. you have it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. Oh, thank you, John. No, thank you. no. <laughs> It's a whole no, it's the whole no, hard, hard bitten, far too hard bitten by this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, do you know, do you know, I think, I think we've got a lot of potential, but um, I think, I think we're, I think next we're on six nations for a bit is, is next six nations more of the same. I think it's more of the same. I think World Cup's more of the same. I think mm. we are stagnant. Whisper, I know I go on about changing coach, but actually, I think we, we do need a change of coach at the national level as well. I think okay. the I think Townsend's Danny uh, Wilson's base. available. Uh, well I saw here. Yeah. 
Although, yeah, I mean, he is still an SRU employee, so maybe it's and just we do not want him as defence coach. Thank you very much. You just keep no, him. Are you sure? You sure? Beat it. I don't want him anywhere did, near. Did you did you not see our uh, spread defence against you? Uh, you know, like the way we fanned out beautifully whilst not defending the ruck at all and allowed you to run right through. I mean, it's, I, I, I I think it worked perfect for you. <laughs> Certainly challenge your back row. We'll be able to tell if you've got as good a back row as you think you have by putting a crap defensive system in place and then watching them scramble. That's what we need, Greg. It's actually okay. for the development of Scottish rugby. Okay. That's for the greater good. I understand. It's for the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're all here, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, we need a change at the top. We need um, we need a bit of a root and branch Um overhaul of quite a few of our kind of leadership positions i think we i think we need to really regain what we had under the early years of townsend i think i appreciate pragmatism i appreciate the way that we think um we can win games of rugby but it's an entertainment business and i want to see players enjoying themselves Mm. and players don't look like they're enjoying themselves just now yeah that, that i really like that that's a great point the thing is, though, if you if you look at the squad that have gone out to Argentina, and if you take away the the, the guys that are in there that that, that we all kind of went, you know, why are they going? Yeah. Um, there are some potential rugby superstars in there. There is, yeah, there is. And and where we have to, um, not let the hope, not you know, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves and start thinking we're going to dominate the world anymore, but. What where Tooney has to move from is the tried and tested. Yeah. And I think, okay, fair enough. We laugh about the Tooney Tombola and who's he going to pick now? Uh, and he's done it again for Chile. He's got uh Tio Pilotu at twelve. But he doesn't play he doesn't play twelve. Did you not realise that Tio Pilotu was being groomed as a twelve <laughs> when he was picked at twelve before the Six Nations? Just and then, you know, it's like he's not a twelve. Well, but, maybe Danny, maybe Danny Wilson didn't get the uh, didn't get the uh, the memo, and maybe that's why he's gone. But I don't know. I I, I think <laughs> I think it's just for me. I, I think if he stop if he stop pick, you know, we need to start seeing the 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 Jamie Ritchie's coming through once he's he's back from injury and leading the team. Yeah. And then you you know the Hamish the Hamish Watson's being put onto the bench and and a, and a. Uh, you know, a, um, a Rory Darge. We're needing to see a, um, a Ewan Ashman at hook. We're needing yeah. to see um, Murphy Walker come through. We're needing to see Luke Crosby. I think it's and Ben Mancaster at eight. You know, we need to see them coming through and have a Six Nations and, I, and see yeah. how brutal it is. Yeah. Know? And build those combinations as well. Because yeah. ultimately, Rory Darge and Hamish Watson are not going to play together for. It, probably they'll get two years max playing together. Let's be let's be fair. That's assuming Watson can go on for a couple of years in a very attritional position. Darge, Darge is going to be the first choice seven past this World Cup. Richie will be the six. Muncaster will be the eight potentially, or there'll be another like shift in that. Connor Boyle might, you know, Darge is the next coming, but Connor Boyle has looked phenomenal as well. What, so, what's up? What's up with Bill Mata right now? Uh, he decided uh, not to play after. <laughs> so he, 
He's, he's gonna he's gonna come back from COVID and decided don't fancy it. Is that right? No, he, he got nah, injured. He, he took a he took a knee injury. Um, he's he's been out for uh, with an ACL injury. Um, so uh, he will be back, I believe, at the at the at the beginning of next season. Oh, okay. I, I've always loved him. <clears throat> so I, I want to switch gears before we, I get to a, our final thing. Um, <laughs> I feel like I need to rein things in a little bit here, but I do want to ask um, Craig in particular. So I was very lucky recently. I got to interview Jan Rutkowski, who is a USA Women's Eagle Hall of Famer, uh, who's you know spent obviously an incredible storied career as a player, but also went on to a storied career as a coach. And she was describing her coaching style. And I think one of the, the brilliant ways she put it was, you know, I was asking her how she fit in as a coach at this one club. And she said, um, if you're somebody who wants to get better, then I'm a great fit for you as a coach. If you're not interested in getting better, I'm not a great fit for you as a coach. Uh, does that, did that resonate with you at all as a, as a coach? Do you, do you feel like that when you're coaching? Like you want to be talking to people and it's not like I expect you to be great. It's just that I want you to go from point A to point B and I want to see the difference between those two points as we progress during this season or, you know, this time, time and space overall. Um, yeah, it's, it's a mixture of many different things. For me, I'm, I'm a... Um, I I want you to I want you to leave a legacy in a position. Mm. So I want you to come along, start training with us, find your position within the team, whether it's a ten, whether it's a a, a, a three, whether it's a, a a second rule, and I want you to when you're finished with with our team, or someone else comes into your position and is getting more game time than you, I want you to turn around and go, well, I, I did that. Mm. That's what made me successful for this team. So I want to, and, and coachability is one of the biggest issues we have, especially in youth um, and also in senior rugby. People who think that the, 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 the days of being coached are over or people who think that they know more than the coach. Mm. And if they can, if they, if someone comes to me and says, what can I do to get better? Like, like, um, uh, sorry, I forgot my name. Um, Jan says, yeah, yeah. Said, you know, in, in her interview, that's what you're looking for. You want someone to come and invest in the team. So I will, I will do anything for you. If you come to me and ask me, what can I do to, to I will, I will find out, you know, who the physio you need to go to speak to. I'll go and make an appointment for you with the physio if you're needing help with stretches. I'll, if if you're needing to work, um, I'll come in an, an hour early and we'll work on the scrummage machine if you need to work on your body position. We, we as coaches, all we want to do, or in my opinion, or what I want to do is make you, I want to enable you to play the best rugby you possibly can do while you're with the team I'm working with. And, and I think if, there's a lot. There's there's two different types of coaches out there. There's coaches who are there to enable the, the players to play, and there's coaches that are there to um, uh, to make the team win so they look good. Mm. Um, and 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 they use team. You know. So, you know, I'm I, I am of the opinion that, and and you can I suppose you should ask some of the boys I work with, but um, I am more about enabling them 
to have fun and get out of rugby what I got out of rugby. Mm. And I think that's I think that's kind of a roundabout way of saying I'm similar to to, to Jan about it. You know, that's that's what we're looking for. You know, by the way, I, I meant to thank you, you know, in this space as well <clears throat> for pointing me towards Rachel Law, who was just such a fantastic interviewer. She's she was so remarkable. And, you know, do you agree with her and my and Jan's assessment that things are on the upswing for women's rugby? Do you see, you know, you've been coaching women's rugby for a long time. Uh, it must be much different now. Do you feel like all signs are pointing? I, I know you're skeptical and you, you, you want to, you know, you want people to put their money where their mouth is, but it does seem the trajectory is on an upward arc. Oh, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. Um, if you, if you look at the, you know, I'll go, I'll give you an example. When I started um, with the Howard Fife, with the Howard Fife Harlequins, um, we started as a, as a, a rugby fit sort of, um, sort of thing for just getting mums and dads fit and, and learn how to play rugby. Mm. Um We've, they are now in a, you know, we, I had a conversation with the, um, the SRU manager for the area and he said, look, there are, so, there's, there's five or six teams in the area. Um, they all have maybe three or four to seven players. So he says, if anybody comes to me, if they're in South Fife, I'm going to point them to one, this team, if they're in North Fife, I'm going to point them to you. And that's how it's worked. We're now in a situation where, um, uh, the SRU have just announced that they are realigning all the leagues and national, because na uh, there's the Premiership, then there's National 1, then there was National 2. Those were all national teams, uh, national leagues. So you would travel all over the all over Scotland yeah. and play all over Scotland. Um, you're now at a stage where National 2 has become a, um, a, a regional set of leagues. And then everybody, oh, okay. Okay. So you then get, they then become, it's playoffs. So you then have playoffs to then go up to National 1. And they're now talking about um, realigning National 1 to regional as well, because we have so many rugby female rugby teams coming through. So to, to give you a really long, long um, answer to a very short question, we are fully, under, uh, fully uh, underway. Um, women's rugby is, is one of the more... Um, one of the most expanding is that is that the right sentence to use? Expansive, maybe it's going to be it is one of the more um bigifying, I think is the word. Bigger, it's getting bigly, bigly. It is it, growing, it, it is growing, it is, it is growing. <laughs> it's the fastest growing. Fastest, thank you, John. I'm here, I'm here, please. Hey, is that. <laughs> I know that you. I know that you and I are, are on our own podcast regularly, where you help me out with my words. <laughs> but it's the fastest growing team sport in Scotland, in the UK, um, and um, I'm incredibly happy about it. I'm incredibly pr proud to see all these teams, especially you know in my area, that are all producing these fantastic rugby teams, and the rugby is getting better and better. And the, for me, the coaching level is getting better and better. And ah. We've got, you know, gone are the days. Well, if you just for your listeners who don't see us on see us on on our own podcast on the pictures that we the, the, the we, fools, the, the, the <laughs> fools. Um, I am, you know, I'm an aging prop. Um, I'm an old guy who has two dodgy knees, a bad back, and I okay. came out and coached a women's rugby team. I am so proud that 
the 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 new t- the new coaching team that are that are involved with the who are the Queens that have replaced you since your sacking. Since right, since I sacked, no, no, that's a, that's the under 18s that I've been sacked from. That's a oh, 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 sorry, sorry, that's a different team. St- I was sacked from. St- standing um, down, standing. Too soon, too soon. We've now got a we've now got a guy in his 20s. We've got a couple of women who are helping coach as well. And and if we can get more female coaches, more height, more mm. you know stronger female coaches involved um, in coaching women's rugby, um, because without a doubt, um, me trying to talk to an 18 year old rugby player female rugby player she's going to listen more to um uh to a 25 or 30 year old female coach than an old sure. tight head prop you know yeah that, that, that well, being said craig but if, if they're a good rugby player now if they're if you're a good rugby player you're a good rugby player and i think that's where hopefully we'll get to that actually do you know what you can learn something from every rugby player and i mm-hmm. do appreciate that actually you're absolutely right like you can learn you probably identify more with your peers and you identify more with people closer in age to you, same, same gender, whatever sort of thing. But ultimately a dedicated good rugby player will learn from rugby players. So if you're a good scrummage coach and it, and this is at the crux of it for me, should not matter a jot what sex you are, what gender you are, whatever. If you're a good rugby player, you're a good rugby player and that's where it's at and you you play the game and we all play the game together and we enjoy it together. We coach together, we laugh together, we drink together. That is what we do. Oh, and, and don't get me wrong, and this is a lot, you know, if, I'm always fairly self-deprecating. But I'll tell you what, you give me a forward back and I'll make sure you've got a strong forward back. Exactly. Oh, okay. I, like I, know you, I know you would, mate. I know you would. <laughs> no, not no. with me in it, you wouldn't. But <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd drag you there, John. I'd drag you there. It's like kicking and screaming. No, no more standing at the back of lineouts with my hands, hands on my hips. Well, one of the words that uh, Craig tends to use when we're talking is uh, blather. He likes to talk about how you're always blathering on, and I, I really appreciate that you got my email and and put on your blathering pants before you both joined me today, <laughs> uh, because I kind of rely on it. Uh, I do want to finish it up though, and I've su- I've got a little surprise for you. I have a wee quiz for oh, you. Oh, a wee quiz to punish us. All right. Uh, uh, I think I set it up. By the way, uh, some of these things are direct. By the way, John, close the nine windows you have open right now. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. I so I, I'm not sure which windows it is you're wanting. <laughs> so. I've 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 got about seventy six open just in case of emergency. So. So I came up with, you know, basically five questions, then I'll sort of alternate so you can steal from each other if you don't know. Cool. And then the very, the very last one is a, a, a collaborative one, but it'll make sense as, as it comes. Nice. Uh, so, Craig, disgraced former coach. Uh, <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's the, oh, the, sorry, the, sorry. Too, too the soon. continent of North America and the, and the other countries that are listening are going to be thinking I've been fired from a coaching role. And I have <laughs> not been fired from a coaching role. Actually, I did see a job uh, posting for a line-out coach for Free Jacks just a couple months ago, and I swear to God, I don't know if it was a legit posting or if it was some really angry fan who just created it to, to be, be like, "Damn it, with the lineouts!" Hey, listen, I can, I can come over. I can, I've even I can even pack my car in the car pack. I put the action all sorted. I'm happy. There we go. <laughs> Spoken like a Massachusetts native. I love it. <laughs> So, Craig, Scotland took home the coveted Calcutta Cup this year. What two animals 
are engraved on the cup itself. Well, I know there's an elephant. Yep. There's an elephant, yeah. And I don't know the other one. It's <gasps> terrible. John? Is, it, is there a snake of some description? It is a snake of some sort. Is a, a cobra. It is a cobra. Well, maybe. Oh, it's from Calcutta, I suppose. Calcutta, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah, so yeah. I've, I've got the board. Excellent. Right, yep. Next, we'll, next question. We'll, we'll call that one point each, though. So, John, can you name all six stadiums that host the men's Six Nations matches? Uh, possibly. Oh, okay. So, we've got Murrayfield. Yep. B- BT Murrayfield, if you will. BT Twickenham. Uh, the Principality Stadium slash Millennium Stadium. Yeah, by the way, what's the deal with that? Is the one M is the but, principality? Uh, it's, it's, it's the principality, it's a sponsorship. Let, uh, let's, uh, yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're selling out, as always. Uh, we have the Aviva Stadium. We but, do. Hey, that was, that was three. Um, a, gor- had, a gorgeous stadium, the Aviva. We had Mur- Murrayfield, Twickenham, Principality, Twickenham. Aviva. Yeah, we said Twickenham. Yeah, we've got the... So France play a number of stadiums, but the, the main one they play at is the Stade de France. Yep. Um, they also put the Parc de Prince. Just saying. Uh, we've all, but, we've right. only got Italy remaining. Italy, like right. France. So, they have played games at the Olympic Stadium, but the main is Stadio Flaminico. I think that's right. Stadio Olimpico. Uh, oh, is Stadio Olimpico is where they play, and that is where I have... Being is it the, drunk? Do they, play the, do they play the Olympic Stadium now? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yes, oh, I think so. Banditos, yeah. would you have got that, Craig? Yes. So, did I get four, five points, and you get one? You actually mentioned the Stadio Olimpico. I think I get them all so then. Yeah, I think you get your points. And that's true. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah there, there was no so prep that, time for this. So. Is that two one? Two. He was trying to be. He was trying to be clever, David. That's the problem. He was trying to, you know, <laughs> he was trying to hedge his bets by telling you. To, that's my problem different. every single day. Uh, us yeah. Ouija should know better than that, right? <laughs> so I'm calling that two one. Okay, Craig. In what year did Scotland women last win the Grand Slam and the Home Nations Championship? It's been a while. Now, my dear friend, Kath Vass, would slap me around the head um, because she, um, I don't think she played when they won the Grand Slam, but it's, it must be something like 1985. Oh, a little later than that. Add a decade. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So, 96. so 19, 1985? <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at 1998. Oh, right. oh as recent as that. That's surprising. I, I have to say that's either exactly the year or maybe a one year off of the birth of Rachel Law. So clearly, since then, it's just been a, a waiting game to get her and her sister out there at the same time so they can do it again, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a 9 yeah. and 10, there's a nine and 10 combination you wouldn't believe. Oh, my gosh. I can't oh wait. God. I can't wait. <laughs> John, your turn. Can you name the Scotland try scorers from 2018 their win at BT Murrayfield against England in the Six Nations? Uh, try, try scorers. Uh, okay. So there are two. 
2018. So people commonly believe it was Hugh Jones who scored mm. that, that break, but it wasn't. It was Sean Maitland oh. who actually scored, scored the try. Now, who was the second scorer? Hugh Jones did score, though, because yeah. he battered through some people. So yeah. Sean, Maitland, Sean Maitland and Hugh Jones. You found it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Because people think Hugh Jones get two because of the Finn Russell pass. Yeah, Hugh yeah. Jones putting that line, but it gets recycled and then, um, yeah, then we score. So yeah, that's that's your score. Okay, I I think things are gonna get a little tougher. As three one, just saying. Craig, can you name five Scotland players who have scored hat tricks at a rugby World Cup? Five. Oh, wow. Wow. It's amazing. As far as I can tell, there are only five. So it's not like you're picking oh, five out of ten. No. Do we get a point a point for each then? Yes, that, exactly. That right. seems reasonable. Point for exactly each. Right. Okay. Craig, you can go first. <laughs> That's my question. You can just sit there and be quiet until I answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want all the points I can get. Hang right. on a minute. No, my I'm uh, terrible uh, at this sure. anyway. Um Right, okay, uh, Rugby World Cup. Only one of these names, or no, two of these five names, you know, am I even aware of? The other three, I'm kind of like, huh? Yeah, was, there's been two in the professional era that I yeah, yeah. yeah, well. Um, I'm going to go, let's, let's get, I suppose, the modern era guys out the way. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably what's his name? Um, Luke's tired all the time. Not well, Sean, <laughs> me? Sean no, Maitland. no, I'm not one of them. You're probably going to think Sean, Sean, Sean Maitland. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say Sean Maitland anyway. Um, but I also was going to say what's his name for the Irishman from Glasgow? Uh, Tommy Seymour. Tommy Seymour. Not can I can I follow the two professionals to get two points? Tell you no. what, just let John answer it. Just go on. Only go, John. <laughs> well, John's got all the windows open still. Yeah. So George, George Horn against Russia, the last World Cup. Uh, George Horn. Yep, George Horn. Uh, yep. Gavin, ha- Gavin Hastings against Ivory Coast. Those are the two names that I actually knew. That's the two, that's the two professional leaders. I've got no idea about I, the other thing. I had Gavin Hastings, I have to say. Um, uh, now, I would probably go down the route of maybe another Hastings brother, Scott Hastings. Got no more Hastings on here. No, no. Play, play, play before then, so it's non-professional. Yeah, I, Ivan Tukolo? Ivan Tukolo, uh, is that it? Yeah, Ivan Tukolo. Yes, exactly yes! right. Yes! Woo! <laughs> we got a, not, a, a, a initials it. double J. Uh, John Jeffries. John, John Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yep. yep. And I have to ask you guys, is there a relation between Stuart Hogg and this other person? Uh, if, it's, if it's George Best, then yes. Al, <laughs> no, Ali Hogg is who I've got. Ali Hogg, right. Okay, Ali Hogg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Any relation? Okay, so, so there's no... Um, but there's... I think, is he not a, like a an uncle or... No, he can't. What, what Ali Hogg? Ali Hogg. No, I don't think Ali no, Hogg. No, no relation, sure. No, no relation? relation sure. No. Wow. No. There's a lot of hogs in Scotland. So is that Ali? Was that Ali Hogg the back row? Ali Hogg. Yeah, because uh, you've got Ali, you've got Ali Hogg and John Jeffries are absolutely Ali, smashing it for back rows. Did Ali Hogg score a hat trick at a World Cup? Yes, John Jeffrey 
Ivan Tukalo, Ali Hogg, Gavin Hastings, George Horn. Oh, when did Ali Hogg score a part? Because he was professional, you know. When did, when did he score a hat trick? That information is unavailable to me. <laughs> However, what you will find is John gets higher and higher and he's questioning the vote. Oh, yeah. Pitch as, he's, as he gets confunded. I'll, 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 be, I'll, be, I'll be at the darkness stage of pitching quite soon, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> well, John, it is your turn. And please tell us which Scotland's men, uh, Scotland men's player was voted Six Nations Player of the Championship in both... 2016 and 2017. It's an nice easy question. That is, of course, Captain Stuart Hogg. Ah, Boss Hogg. That's right. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to go one step back and go, who is named man of the match in the first three matches of the 2010 Six Nations? Oh, that was Dan. That was Dan Parks. <laughs> oh, you get. You get... I get having to decide, having to work out. I think you're fine. I named most you of got, your blooming you players you for got you. The, you got all the, all the really easy questions. I think I named all your players oh, for you. I think ha, what stadium can we play this victory. I spent some time <laughs> trying to even out the easy ones versus the hard ones, but it's very difficult. Oh, wait, 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 Dave, when you know, you know. What can you say? I think this is a Glasgow biased. This, 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 this is a Glasgow bias. Well, well, this one I, I I leaned towards Craig just because of the answer. And uh, so, Craig, where was the first ever Scotland versus France match played? Because it's nearby. Scotland versus you. France. I think, think I know the answer. Scotland v France. Yeah, where was the first Scotland Scott France game? It can't be far from where you are right now if you're at home. Can't it be? It's, it's not. Can't it be St Andrews? But was, was, it, was it? Was it Rayburn Place? No. Okay. There's, We're looking for a. It begins with an I. Oh. Inver- Inverurie? Inverbervie? Where's are there? Inverleith. Inverleith is what we're... Inverleith? Oh, oh, wow, okay. You threw me with with being near me. I understand, but you're okay. Uh, Sorry, you know, the thing I I looked at said Inverleith, Edinburgh, and I was like, okay, that's got to be... Yeah, got, Craig, Craig's got to know that, right? Honestly, Obviously. if you if, if you tell me if you if you ask me about <laughs> about you know coaching and stuff like that, I'm fine. But ask me, yeah, about, yeah. I think concussion protocols were a long time before <laughs> after I played the rugby. You know, it's been what I know has been knocked out my head. I think I'm also a bit doing that thing where it's like, oh, you're from Edinburgh. Do you know Dan? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah of course dan right oh, yeah dan dan from edinburgh sure uh, look, sure i know my, my son logan keeps on going on i'm like i'm like matt damon in the uh in team america uh, <laughs> world police so matt damon! craig manson matt uh, it's just, craig it's, manson. they just bring me out for the podcast to sit and talk about <laughs> when i'm in edinburgh and then send me away again put me back in the cupboard <laughs> It's your box, not your cupboard, but all right. It's definitely bring out the gimp. <laughs> Majorly underestimated movie, by the way. 
so uh, to try to make it equally difficult, at least, John, that same math we're, uh, match we're talking about, what year was that Scotland versus France match first played? Or the, what, what, what year oh, was that first match played? I'm going to pump for 1903. Ooh, close, John. Uh, Craig, do you want to do you want to steal? It was a little later than 1903. Because of the war. Both of you were very young. Nineteen <laughs> ten. Nineteen ten is the answer. I'm Ooh. still five ahead, but well done. Hey, you know what? I can guess and get one right at least. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, I want to do a couple of the uh, the the who am I style questions. Okay, starting with Craig. Craig, who am I? I scored a hat trick in Rugby World Cup 2019. I represented Scotland at the Commonwealth Games, and I have played an international test match with my brother. George Horn. George Horn. See, I wish I hadn't given all that detail about George Horn now scoring at the Rugby <laughs> World Cup. That's oh, the brother bit. The, the brother sake. bit, just 2019 brother bit, just kind of got. Yeah, the brother thing, I, I almost left it out because I felt like it just kind of, anyway. <laughs> John, who am I? I scored my first international try also at the 2019 World Cup, and I am currently a Glasgow Warrior. I mean, that's only two clues, isn't it? Um, right, first it? Try. You broke up with the first, the first clue. What was the first clue? I, was first, I, I first scored clue. my first international try at the 2019 Rugby World Cup, and I'm currently a Glasgow Warrior. Okay. Um... That's a really tough question. Ooh, no, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, I'm just sorry, just quickly working through. The, we have Xander, spoken Xander, about Xander Fagerson. Xander Fagerson is the right exact word. I mean, the exact name. That's right. Yes. Come on. Okay. I actually had that one as well. I thought you did. Yeah. When you pulled your face, <laughs> I was like, it "Must be Xander." <laughs> this sets, sets us up really nicely for the the conclusion here. It's going to be a back and forth like we've been doing. Uh, you each get a chance to pick. Um, it's going to be perfectly great, or it might be a disaster. Uh, that's <laughs> generally my whole theme here on this pod, though, however. So according to my highly reputable online source, there are eight Scottish rugby players who have been inducted into the Scottish Sports Hall of Fame. There's also sort of a wild card player as he played multiple sports and qualified on the basis of more than just rugby. Craig, start us off. Give us a Scottish rugby player in the Scottish Sports Hall of Fame. David Soul. Say that again? David Soul. David Soul is correct. Gavin Hastings. Gavin Hastings is correct. Doddy Weir. Dottie Weir is not on the list. Can you wow, effing believe that? That's... Like, let's make that right now, please. That that outraged me. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Um, okay, I'll go. Well, we bit of a wild card here then. Chris Patterson. I do not see Chris Patterson on the list. That's surprising. Right, right. Hall of Fame. John Jeffries. 
do not see John Jeffries on the list. Wow. Um, Is it possible that there's something majorly wrong with Scottish Sports Hall of Fame right now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right, so we've mentioned it already. Let's go Ivan Tuchel. No, once again, not there. What is wrong with this list? This is ridiculous. Okay, okay. Only one name on this list has a Mac in it. I'm a little surprised to see. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, it's a lead law, but it's not Greek. It's not It'll Greek. Roy Laidlaw. Roy Laidlaw. Uh-uh. What? Uh, Jim Telfer. No gyms either. Not one. This list is nonsense. <laughs> so, so is Greg Laidlaw in there? No Greg Laidlaw. No Laidlaws of any kind. This, this list, I think, is ridiculous. I'm just saying. I'm uh, starting right, to agree. So what, what's, what's the... Uh, right, so the wild card. Is it... Um, oh. Do you want me to... Oh, yeah. You're going to go for the wild card? Yeah, it's, it's the cycling... It's a person it's, with a hyphenated last name. Oh, man, that sounds very posh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not going to get that either. Uh, let's go with uh, Gordon Brown. Uh, no. Um, Tom must be in there. Tom Smith must be in there. There's no Tom Smith. What? What? No, no, no. No, this last can go. By the way, this, this is from the, the official Scottish rugby website, by the way. Just so you knows. Do you want do you want me to do some initials? No, I will so Dave Rollo won't be in there then. No Dave's. Gregor Townsend. No Gregor. <laughs> We've got I'm one person. Oh man, that's ridiculous. Well, can I give you some initials of the of the remaining Go people? It. Go for it. Okay. Go okay. Go so we got we got an FC. Finley Calder. That's exactly right. Well, here, yeah. uh, Craig, what about a? Oh, that was weird. Uh, Craig, what about a, a DE? DE. DE. No, you've got me on that one. No, I, I wouldn't know that one. I would, what, I if, what if the what if the first name is Douglas? Douglas Ewing. I think Ewing probably begins with an E, which is correct. Yeah, just guessing. No idea. Douglas Elliot is the man. Okay. Yeah. Never yeah. heard of no, him. Never no. heard of him. Uh, what about AI? Not artificial intelligence, but Andy Irvin. That's Andy exactly Irvin, right. Yeah, good one. Yeah, nice. We've got a GM, and this is the Mac. So it's not Graham Morrison, obviously, because you've said G Mac. So right, it's, it's a note the bear. What's his name? Um, McFarlane. Gordon. Gordon is a great Scottish name, but it's not that Scottish. No. <laughs> George. 
George is the first name. George Mac. 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 George Macintosh. Are we just going to go through the list? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Come on, no David. We've got, we've got dinner to eat. Come on, let's get through it. No idea. George McPherson. Right, okay. Okay, all right. We got a double M. Mighty Mouse. <laughs> That's exactly right. Mighty Mouse is, in fact, in this kind of... Oh, wait. Uh, that's what, uh, the nickname of someone who should be in there. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, obviously, it must be a mud, though. No. Mark is the first name. Sorry? Mark is the first name. Mark. Mark, Mark um, Munro. No. I've, I've no idea. No idea. Mark, yeah. Mark Morris. No idea. Mark, Mark Morrison. Morrison. Another person I've never heard of. Return off the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got a, a three-name person. It also sounds a little posh. Uh, RWS. Last name Shaw. Shaw. Robert Wallace Shaw. Oh, wow. Robert Wilson Shaw. Wilson? Oh, really? Okay. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> Very reasonable. And the wild card, do either of you have a, a shot at the, the wild card person? First name, Leslie. Not a clue. No, not even ballpark. I mean, it's in ancient history. It's Leslie Balfour Melville. Oh, my goodness. Which sounds like a, a hyphenated, double, doubly English name. I see. I think I, I think I need a hyphenated name. I think I'm going to have to. You do. It. You can be... <laughs> Craig, Ma- Craig Manson, box dweller. <laughs> box dweller. <laughs> it's a great name. That is a great name. What are we, are we, are we snappy ender? It could be Craig Manson Gimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does say that Leslie Balfour Melville uh, was extant from 1854 through 1937, so not contemporary of any of us in particular. Slightly before my time. Yeah, just a little. And Tom but, uh, Smith's not in there. Whatever. So joke. Place. That is the most ridiculous list I've ever heard. That is a joke. It's funny ridiculous. though. So going through even these, you know, the official Scottish uh, rugby website and everything, I started looking at these trivia questions they provided. Like in, in 2018, they put up all these like, oh, here's pub trivia at home for while yeah. you're in lockdown and all this stuff. You guys probably already found it. Even some of those things, I would look it up and be like, oh, here's the wait a sec and then i would go <laughs> double check it and be like that's that's not true that's so, not the right answer yeah so a little yeah. dicey uh, they also haven't updated it since then so <laughs> amazing <laughs> amazing i, I well, think just to be clear i won the question i do think it was a win I don't, I, it's I, not the winning it's the taking part it's true yeah. says the person who took part that's all i'm saying <laughs> Participation trophies for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I get but I get two trophies, so that's fine. Well, <laughs> well, my my dear dear friends, what's up for you guys this summer? Uh, are you pod wise? Are are you going dark? I mean, surely surely you're going to cover chili, right? I think there, there's no pod this week, right? But maybe you'll come. Uh, are you back next week to talk? No, about- we're, we're we're podding tonight. Uh, oh, pod, podding tonight. Uh, well. Uh, in your case, you'll be released tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, Thursday night. Uh, I assume we'll, you'll be bringing up the uh, Scottish Rugby Hall of Fame. Uh, well, obviously now. Obviously now, yeah, absolutely. 
my hands in the rock is now the Scottish Rugby Hall of Fame, which is a joke. Make <laughs> um, that sorted. Yeah, no, we'll be covering each of the summer tests. Um, and then I would presume after that we might take a wee break for a couple of weeks and recharge our batteries and then we'll be back in time for the, the start of the season. Craig, what's your summer looking like? Um, yeah, just uh, exactly with the pod, just the same as John. Um, and then uh, I'm visiting the um, visiting North America. Um, uh, your close neighbours. Uh, I was going to say, uh, are you back from Ontario, or you have not gone yet? I haven't gone. I, I at the end okay. of the end of, end of the end of July we go over to Ontario. So uh, I'm going to go out and and um, search for some rugby. I'm also going to tr- I'm going to take going to go and watch the Blue Jays play as well. So uh, oh, uh, so ex- uh, excited for that. Um, and that's about it, really. Just work, so work, work. my mom is a baseball nut. She will watch any baseball at any time. She follows it. She's the person who shows up at the park gets the scorecard and actually fills it out the entire time, gets all nine innings in, knows all the codes, knows everything. It's incredible. So because of that, any trip my family took, we go to the baseball wherever we are. So I've seen the Cubs in Chicago. I've seen the, the Astros in Houston. I saw the Expos in Montreal when such a team existed, you know, Colorado Rockies, San Francisco Giants. Uh, my mom's from Maryland, so I've seen the Orioles bunches of times. I can't be bothered to follow baseball, but going to a baseball game in person anytime, yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm there. It's a, it's a beautiful day to be outside. Can't wait. I'm going to go and just drink beer and eat hot dogs. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. It's going to set you back like $600, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And that's for the first, that's for the first beer. Yeah. But it's Canada. So they're going to be, they're going to be uh, polite about it. (laughs) (laughs) With Canadian baseball, that's what it's all about. About, yeah. (laughs) Well, my friends, it is literally impossible for me to describe how much fun I have talking with both of you, whether it be about rugby or God's know what else. Uh, I just want to tell you, tell you how much fun it's been to have you here for these conversations each and every time. It's just a, it's a real treat for me when things are not going well for me. I, I still have this to, to fall back upon and Lord knows that my son might've perished of malnutrition in the last few hours while we've been talking uh but you know that's that's fine because we got to talk to some scottish rugby and that's what's really important right (laughs) guys uh please wish my beautiful usa eagles your best as they face a chilly team that uh you may or may not have have totally prepared them for you know while we have no warm-up at all so thanks a lot for that i really appreciate you (laughs) you know making chili better just before they are to to determine whether we make it to the damn world cup or not thanks so much for that um i do have one little last bit for you Uh, we used to you know the last few times we've we've started with a a wee poem and i've got one for you just for the summer from a scottish poet um Behind them, as he speaks these words, the slow currents of the sound of Mull move past the island's shores. There is so much to love in this country when it is like this and it is at peace, when its crouching hills are the guardians of these hidden glens where heather and Scots pines remind us of evenings past, when the world was less a place of wrong, when love, not distrust, was the key in which the nations sang their song. My friends, 
thank you so much for joining me here once again. If you need a, a special guest to help with your own summer blather, I've got my blathering plant <laughs> pants. That, I've got the suspenders that go with them. I'm ready. Drop me a line anytime. Lord knows I will be here. Awesome, dude. Thank you for having us. Guys, yeah, great to see you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just David, just thanks very much and congratulations again on your 100th episode. Well done. Yep. Oh, it was it was a nice uh, marker, and to have Jan come on and and share some of her wisdom with me. I mean, she's you know, holy cow! If you haven't listened, if you haven't listened yet, uh, give a listen. She's one of a kind. Also, um, one of the stories she told me in my you know just being a coworker of hers, I asked her, "Can we talk about this on the pod?" And she was like, "You know what? I'm not sure that's my story to tell. So I need to ask. <laughs> I need to ask the person who was at the center of that story." And she reached out to this woman who's, by the way, now, you know, uh, an established and unbelievable, unbelievably successful judge in California, in Oakland. Um, And she her response was, you know what, if that guy wants to hear that story, he could have me on the pod and I'll tell him the story Uh, and and many, many others. So guess what you all have to look forward to? Because it's going to be good. good. They they refer to the the English as the crumpets, by the way. (laughs) As a a mini preview there. Nice. (laughs) Guys, it is spectacular to see you and talk to you. I will hopefully talk to you very soon. Um, Be safe and be well. Thanks, David. Take care. Take care, mate. It gives me great pleasure to be here today. Oh, that was neat.